pigments include actually finished, actually working, actually hand dyed, actually attending, and actually coming up. So actually finished. I do have one finished object this week. I feel like I have been a little bit scattershot and working on a lot of different things at once. Um, over the last couple weeks I haven't been particularly focused on any one pro project, but I did finish um, a gradient cowl, which is a Christmas gift for my sister-in-law. Uh, this is one that I hand dyed uh, over Memorial Day weekend. It's Cascade 220 and the pattern that I used was the gradient cowl by Sally Palin. You'll hear about this cowl pattern a lot because I am working a whole bunch of them as Christmas gifts. So um, it's a simple 3-1 rib. I cast on 160 stitches and just kind of nipped till I was done. And after blocking, I'm, I'm happy, very happy with the number of stitches I cast on. I think any more, it would have been a little bit too long. Um, and this is one that I dyed with a um, Caribbean blue and then a silver gray. Um, and I really love the way it turned out. Very pretty. And I put that away for Christmas gift giving. So that's exciting. Actually working. I do have another cowl that I cast on right away when I finished that one. So this one is a, um, a two color as well that I dyed over Memorial Day weekend. It is a peacock blue um, and a teal. So it's a very pale um, teal and then the Caribbean blue and I'm really happy with how it's turning out. I haven't quite figured out who this one is for yet, um, but I really like it and I like the way it's knitting up. It's simple and mindless and the colors look great, so that's exciting. I have three pairs of vanilla socks on my needles and they have been kind of getting um, different amounts of focus for me as the week has gone on. I have a pair that I've been working on out of uh, Western Sky Knits in the Aspen base in some spring colors and I'm working the foot of that sock. Um, I'm in about exactly the same place with um, some hand dyed fingering weight yarn that I um, that I dyed from a sock blank and so it's kind of a gray alternating gray stripes and rainbows. Um, so it kind of goes gray, purple, gray, blue, gray, green. Um, and I I'm at about the same exact point. I feel like uh, both of those socks are getting close to the toe and close enough that uh, they can't quite be my mindless knitting because I need to pay attention to the length and get ready to do the toe decreases. So I think I'm going to try to take some time this weekend and uh, finish both of those first socks and that way cast on the second socks and, um, and then I'll be back to being able to take those with me when I'm out and about. I have a lot of baseball and other things this week, so I should have uh, quite a bit of time to give to sock knitting. The last one is um, one that I'll talk about a little bit more in the um, hand-dyed section, but I have a pair of rainbow stripe socks that I am super excited about. So they are a charcoal gray, very kettle-dyed looking charcoal gray, um, alternating with a, a full rainbow, so purple to red, um, in short stripes and then a, a thicker section of gray again. So you see yarns like this on Instagram all over the place and um, I'll talk more about the dyeing process in a little bit, but I love them very much. I'm so proud of myself for the way that they turned out and I'm having a lot of fun. So those got cast on and very quickly um, knit through the heel and I think I finished the decreases um, for the gusset last night and so uh, that one is also on the foot and probably will get quite a lot of love because I'm just completely enamored with the yarn. 
The other project that I'm working on uh, just a little bit and got a little delayed this week is the um, Easy Shawl by Martina Bame. And I really like this one. I am also knitting this out of some hand-dyed yarn. And so I did a three-color gradient on a sock um, blank for this one. It's a very light uh, Caribbean blue, or maybe the, maybe the color was called Bright Aqua, I think. And then um, a purple pop and a deep magenta. So it's got three really pretty colors. The pattern for this one has you um, follow one set of instructions until you get to... 50 grams into your ball and then you do another set of instructions and so that's part of the reason this was delayed was because I couldn't just uh, crank away and work on it because I was having to weigh the ball of yarn. Um, I think I have discovered that the scale that I have is not particularly accurate and sometimes it's a little bit challenging to get it to even pick up very small amounts of weight. So I finally did get some time last night and just knit until I was comfortable. I left myself a little bit of buffer because I didn't want to run out of yarn at the end. Um, so now I have turned and I'm following the second set of instructions, which basically involve short rows, and um, I will knit that through to the end. But that's another great um, garter stitch project. Uh, now that I have turned the corner and know the next two row repeat that I need to do, I'll be able to just crank that out without looking, and I'm pretty excited about it, so much so that I have another um, skein of hand-dyed yarn in my stash. It's from the first set of yarns that I played around with last year. It's a merino cashmere nylon fingering weight, and um, it's a variegated yarn that I did. So it's got, I think the first color that I did was called amethyst, and then I think I over-dyed it with some blue and also that very crush that I like. So it's a really pretty color, and I had been thinking about making my mom some socks with it, but because it's got the cashmere I actually think it would make a really nice little shawl for her, and I think she would love it, and her birthday is coming up. So um, when I finish this one and free up the needles, I think I'm going to cast that one on and see how it goes. The other thing that I worked on this week was the True Cardigan um, by Hohi Locatelli, and so I am knitting that out of some Madeline Tosh DK weight yarn. I think it's the DK Twist. Um, and the color is raspberry cordial, and I love it a lot. So um, I was in the car for a couple of hours last Saturday. Um, my mom and I went to see Wicked down in Denver, and she drove, so I had some knitting time. And a lot of my other stuff, like I said, was not at a point where I could just knit it and talk and, and gab with her in the car. So uh, this one got pulled out of the bag, and I am just about done with the 8 inches of ribbing that you start with on that sweater. So... That's good news, and it's really a lovely yarn. It's got a lot of squish to it. Of course, it's ribbing right now, too, so that helps, but um, it's super soft, and I think it's going to make a really nice um, winter layer for me. A lot of the time here in Colorado, I don't need a coat. I just need something to throw over a T-shirt or something, so I think it's going to be fantastic for that. So hopefully that'll get a little more attention for me as well. I need to pay attention and figure out what the next step in the pattern is. I did put a little bit of work on um, my garter swish blanket, so that one just sits in my office, and when I'm stressed out during the day or just need a little distraction, I've just been picking that one up and working on it a little bit here and there. Um, and the last thing that I worked on this week was a three-color cashmere cowl, so that is a Hoki Locatelli pattern as well. It's everywhere, um, and... 
I will talk about that a little bit more in the next segment as well. So actually hand dyed, I did take a little bit of time last weekend and do some more hand dyeing. I suspect that I won't get back to doing any more of that until about August at this point. I have a lot of family commitments coming up and little getaways and things like that. So um, last weekend I had an, a couple more really nice blocks of time where I could uh, focus on that and had a little bit of fun. So I did four things. The first was um, I had dyed up over Memorial Day all these gradient skeins that I want to do as Christmas gifts. And one of them I did a purple pop. So it's a real fluorescent pinky purple um, in a gradient. And so it was purple at one end and black at the other. And I felt like the contrast was a little bit too much. So I went back and wound the ball the other way again um, so that the purple pinky side was on the outside. And I cake dyed it again in a dark purple. I think the name of the color was iridescent iris. And I, um, I just cake dyed that. And so now it goes from a dark purple to a bright purple to the black. And I think I like that gradient a little bit better. We'll see how it knits up. That will probably be the next one I will cast on when I finish the blue one that I'm working on right now. But I'm happy with how it looks, um, at least on the cake. So that's great news. The second thing that I did uh, that I'm super excited about, so I did order some more um, undyed yarn to play with this past week. And one of the things that I got was a fingering weight merino cashmere nylon. Um, it's a high twist MCN is what they call it. And I had been looking at the three color cashmere cowl and admiring all of the projects that I had seen. They, these were everywhere when I was at the Interweave Yarn Fest, and a lot of people had kits and things like that. And so, and then I heard mention of it this week, both on the Knitwork Girls and on the Yarniax podcast, so I think it was top of my head. And it only takes 200 yards of each color. So I started to shop around for yarn for this, and I kept thinking, well, I'm almost going to have to make two because... I'm only going to need to use little bitty bits of the skeins. And actually, at, at Yarnfest, Western Sky Knits had short skeins that were intended for use with this pattern. And so they were only 200-yard skeins, which was nice. But then I thought, well, why don't I just dye some myself? And that way I can pick the colors and do it exactly how I want. So I picked a silver gray. I did a very, very pale silver gray. And I really like the way it turned out. It's very very soft but because I did kettle dye it it's got um it's got some variety and some depth to the color there are definitely sections where the gray gets a little bit darker and um so I'm really happy with that and then the second color that I did was a darker gray so it's more of a charcoal I think it will also look quite kettle dyed as I knit it up I have only gotten as far as color A on the cowl, so I don't know for sure. And then the third color, I, I really had to fight my urge to do this in turquoise because I feel like that is the color I always gravitate towards. So instead I did it in that berry crush that I like, and I think it is really striking and really pretty. And uh, for those of you familiar with the pattern, there is kind of a band of you know, contrasting color that's long and uninterrupted or, or as opposed to the other two colors which kind of alternate and stripe in different ways so I think it's going to look amazing and I uh, cast it on last night and like I said I'm only through a little bit of the silver but I'm really excited I feel like that's going to be potentially my July 4th weekend project when I am in the mountains.
So then I did um, a couple of things. I was playing around with the warp board that I bought, um, and I did two different sets of self-striping yarn. The first one that I did that I talked about a little bit with my socks was a rainbow, and I really felt like this was a big challenge and a big push for me, but I am thrilled with the results. So I did, uh, starting with a silver gray, dark silver gray, um, and I would do, I think it was eight wraps on the pegs for that. And then, um, each subsequent color of the, uh, rainbow, I did three, I think. So quite a bit less. So it's a thick stripe of gray followed by a thin stripe of each color of the rainbow, then a thick stripe of gray. And I could not be happier with how it turned out. I'm really proud of the end result. Um, one of the things I had watched some YouTube tutorials about the warping board and and seen this method where you um, where you wind it on the individual pegs and and tie it off and then stretch it back onto the individual pegs to to wind your skein um, and it's tricky and the yarn gets kind of tangled and so it was it probably took me it'll probably take me less time to knit the socks than it did to get it off of the warping board. And into a skein, but um, totally worth it. And um, I, like I said, I cast those on, and they're they're coming along. I did watch some new tutorials and read a couple of things this week about a different way to use the warping board and and create just a long loop of yarn. And the next time I have time to spend with the warping board and everything, that's probably what I will do. So more to come there, but um, those socks are cranking along. They are my favorite, favorite thing in all the world at the moment, and I'm really proud of myself for um, pulling that off. So that was really fun. So after that, then I did one more skein of self-striping. Uh, this one is a different um, self-stripe than the others that I had bought. So um, like I said, I bought 10 skeins of new blank yarn. Um, the only one I didn't try was a merino cashmere nylon in an Aran weight, but the fingering weight that I bought is different than the fingering weight I bought in the blanks, and it's quite a bit softer. Like I kept thinking, I think I accidentally pulled out the one with the cashmere in the base because it felt really soft when I was winding it and everything, but nope, it's just plain sock yarn. So um, that one I also did a self-striping. had a little bit of a and oops when I was doing this so my intention had been to go dark gray bright pink light gray bright blue and instead I went dark gray light gray blue pink I think but anyways um it still looks great it's still super cute I will still totally wear the socks and and it's more about fun for me at this point um I had come up with this whole system for myself of how I was going to mark the different bundles of yarn so I would know which was which but I I don't know somehow I still screwed it up but anyways I'm really excited about those I'm excited to finish up one of the um the skeins I'm already working and free up my needles so I can cast those on so that that is certainly another contender for July 4th long weekend knitting so that's everything. Like I said, I don't think I'll have a lot of time with the dye pot um, over the next couple of weeks, but um, probably by the next time I record, which I do think will be in two weeks, um, 
there will be more activity there, or at least more activity in terms of knitting up the things I've dyed, which has been so much fun. Uh, so, uh, actually attending. I did get up early this morning and drive to Denver for the ninth anniversary party at Fancy Tiger Crafts. So Fancy Tiger Crafts um, is definitely my favorite yarn store. I actually think that Fancy Tiger Crafts might be my favorite anything store because yarn is my favorite thing. And um, it's a beautiful little store. It's on South Broadway in Denver. They do have an online store. I think it's just FancyTigerCrafts.com and I'll link that in the show notes. Um, but they were having their anniversary and I had seen in their newsletter and on their Instagram um, that they were planning some festivities for the weekend. The first of which was that the first hundred people in the door got a goodie bag. And I thought, well, that will be fun. Maybe I'll give that a try. And then yesterday I was um, looking at, apologies if you guys heard a little bit of weird in the audio. I'm still learning the software and it seems like if my computer hibernates, bad things happen. So, um, so the Fancy Tiger Crafts 9th anniversary, I had seen on Instagram yesterday that somebody was planning to get in line for the goodie bags at 8 in the morning. And I thought, well, number one, that sounds like it's a pretty good goodie bag. And number two, I guess if I'm going to go, I better get my act together. So I got up this morning and um, my intent was to be down there around nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, I ran into some construction and had to take some weird detours. It's not a neighborhood that I know very well and the exit was closed. Uh, I ended up getting there about 9.25 this morning and I walked up and they had this very clever system for handing out uh, numbers for the line and so everybody had these little manila tags and they were attached with yarn and so you had your number and it kind of held your place in, in line and got your number and when I walked up I was number 97 so I was really really excited that I had made it in time to be one of the first 100 and then there was a little bit of like line swapping um, the lady who got there two people after me her daughter was ahead of us in line so because it wouldn't bump anybody out of the top 100, we let her go ahead to where her daughter was, and we all moved back one. And also, um, by the time the move, line started moving, I don't know if people at the front had been, like, saving spots for people that didn't show up or quite what had happened. But by the time I got in the door, I think I was number 95 because they had passed some tags back down to to get some more people from the end of the line uh, in. So... Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about all of the fun stuff that was in my goodie bag. So the first thing was um, a skein of Malabrigo Rios. I apologize if there's noise from my paper bag here. Um, Rios is not a base that I have worked with before, but I do like that it's not a single. So I'm pretty excited about that. The color is Fresco Seco, I think, S-E-C-O. And so this is a Merino Superwash 210-yard worsted weight. Um, and I'm super excited about this. The color is a really beautiful um, green, just like a very green you'd find in nature, kind of green, greenish-yellow, definitely a variegated, you know, Malabrigo yarn. And it's not a color I ever would have purchased for myself, so... That's the best thing about a gift, right? Especially Malabrigo. I love Malabrigo. So um, I think this will probably become a hat. And I was looking at hat patterns 
earlier. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with it, but I'm pretty excited about it, and I uh, will definitely make a decision by the time I record again about how I'm going to use this yarn um, since it was a freebie. So the next thing is there was some uh, embroidery thread. So they carry embroidery from a company called Colonial Needle, and it's Presencia. And so there's a little skein of a silver and then a very fine um, spool of a hot pink. So I'm sure I will be able to find something cool to do with that. I don't know quite what yet, but it's never a problem to come up with something to do with craft supplies. Then there was a cute little um, sewing pattern for a cloud zip pouch. So it's just, it looks like a little cloud. They have all different colors on the front. The company was Cloud9 Fabrics, and on the back there is just a little, it's like a 5 by 7 postcard, and there's just a little bit of a pattern and some simple instructions. It uses a 5-inch zipper, so that was kind of cute. I don't know if I'll do that, but I do like Notion bags, so you never know. Never say never. The next thing was just a little uh, tape measure from Kelbourne Woolens, and I... Uh, try to keep little tape measures in just about every bag that I have. I have a bunch of little um, Notions kits that I keep in my different bags. So I have two of them that are Namaste. Um, I think it's the Gemma bag. It's just a little bitty. I have a really cute turquoise big surprise one. And then I have one that's kind of a mustardy color that I actually really adore. Um, but I think I got free from Eat Sleep Knit at one point. Um, but I, and then I have a Vera Bradley purse I just recently got, and they had a little zipper pouch thing that went with it, and I, I bought one of those. So I always make sure I have a little um, tape measure in there, and I feel like those are easy to lose, so you can always use more. Then there's a little baby skein of uh, some Anzula Luxury Fibers yarn in charcoal. It's their squishy yarn, and it's a merino cashmere nylon blend. This is definitely one of the yarns that I considered buying in the store, so I may just knit up a little swatch with it or something and see what I think. It's very soft and pretty, so we'll, I'll find something to do with that for sure. Um, and then last, I was pretty excited about this. There were um, four patterns from KnitBot and uh, Never Not Knitting, and so those are Hannah Fettig and Alana Dacos, and... I really like both of their work. I had never purchased any of their paper patterns. I do have, I'm thinking about Coastal Knits, the Rocky Coast Cardigan. Um, but I downloaded that from Ravelry. And you always hear people talk about how beautifully finished their printed patterns are. So they're actually, they actually gave us four, which I thought was fantastic because of what a value that is. Um, so the KnitBot pattern, the first one was the ribbed pullover vest. Um, and this is very cute. I've actually been really looking at sleeveless things. And so I, I can imagine that I might actually cast this on. It calls for um, Fiber Company Road to China Worsted. So the one that they have here is an alpaca cashmere camel and silk. Wow, that sounds nice. Um, blend. So I have some... MCN worsted yarn that I haven't used yet, and I may cast on this in that, that um, and see what I think. I, I think I would definitely cast it longer as it's made here. It hits her um, 
right below the lowest, the, the narrowest point of her waist. And I don't think that that would be very flattering on me, but I think I could pretty easily extend it. So um, I was looking to see if I could figure out the yardage here, but there's so many sizes. It goes from a, a girl's 2T all the way up to a woman's 2XL. So I'm not, I'm not fast enough with math to figure out what the right size for me would be and do the yardage there. But anyways, pretty simple worsted weight. I think it would go fast. Um, and then there is a sock pattern from Alana Dacos. And I believe this is pronounced Amelie. Um, and so these are a very cute um, sock. It's a ribbed and lace sock. So it talks about a, a nice stretchy fabric that clings to your leg. And apparently it's a drop stitch pattern. So very cute. I always am looking for things to do with sock yarn. So um, I could definitely see myself doing um, a pair of these. And it's just really, you know, lovely. It's it's not cardstock that they have it printed on, but if you know, almost like if you had a printed folder, it's that that heavy um, cardboardish material. And um, the Never Not Knitting ones have a beautiful background printing on them. Um, so that's really beautiful. And I'm pretty excited about that. So that is pretty fun. The other thing that's neat on here is um, she goes through the instructions for whether you're doing double pointed needles, two circulars, or magic loop. So that's cool as well. I don't know that I've ever seen a pattern that uh, really talks you through all the different methods that you might use. So then the other two are kids' patterns. Um, and so the first one is the Knitbot Baby Frock, and it goes from 0 to 24 months. So this is just a cute little um, tank top looking thing, you know, that you could throw over a onesie. Um, I suppose for an older child, it might make a cute little dress with some cute leggings or something. I don't have any babies in my life at the moment who need this. My nephew is 14 months old now and he's a boy so um, so this would not really suit him very well but I do have quite a few cousins who are starting to get to the age where eventually there will be more babies in the extended family so I think I will hold this one aside for a little while and save it for later but very very cute and you could imagine whipping this up in a weekend and making somebody an adorable baby gift and then the last one is in a lot of decos and it's called the halter melon um, so, um, it's a cute little halter top that looks like a watermelon. This one, uh, I was looking to see if I could tell the sizing. Three months up to size six. So, again, there aren't any little girls that age in my life at the moment. Um, but this is very sweet. And I suppose you could just do it as a cute little knitted halter. You wouldn't have to do the watermelon thing. Although, what she's done here, she's got a little watermelon button and stuff at the back of the neck. Um, so it's very, very cute, um, and I will probably hold this one for a little while, or I thought um, maybe at some point I'll come up with a way to do a giveaway here on the podcast, and I will save that for them. Inside that little package, too, there was a really cute um, thing from Botanical Knits 2, which is a lot of Dacos' book, and um, it's like a bookmark. And it says, don't forget to check your gauge. And then it's got a, a one-inch square punched out at the bottom. So you could do a quick gauge check, which I thought was also really cool. So it's broken down into inches and centimeters both directions. And you could just lay it over your swatch and check your gauge. 
So that was really fun. That's everything that was in the bag. In addition, they were doing um, a deal today. They had these adorable tea towels that had been printed up with um, a new design that has notions and buttons and thread and needles and seam rippers. And, um, so they were giving away a tea towel with a $20 purchase. And $20 is not hard to spend in the store. So that um, I got one of those as well. So that was the goodie bag. Um, the When I got in there, I had a couple of things I thought, okay, let me try to be um, smart about the way that I'm shopping because I knew it was going to be packed and it was jam-packed in there. The owner said it was their, their busiest hour of the year. Um, so I was looking for a couple things pretty specifically. I thought about looking for fabric to sew myself some project bags. I really am loving the... Erin Lane project bags that I bought a couple of months ago, and I found a Pinterest pattern that is pretty similar for a drawstring bag. So I've had in my head for a while that I want to give that a shot, but I also know that I'm not going to have any sewing time um, anytime soon. So I, I perused the fabric for a really long time. I thought about buying some fat quarters, and then in the end, I just decided to hold off. Um, there was, they were very efficient about the way that they were handling the lines and the, um, the fabric cutting. So if you had fabric and you were waiting to have it cut, they would let you get in the line for the register, take your name, go cut your fabric, and then have it waiting for you at the cash register. So they know their stuff in terms of line management and things like that. And really, everyone could not have been lovelier. Even in the line, you know, you always wonder, especially I was at the back of the line and the woman who was number 100 was really worried about having to tell people that she was 100 and they were too late. And everybody was great. There was just a great vibe and everybody was very friendly and cheerful. And so that was terrific. So I spent a lot of time looking at fabric, but I did not, in the end, purchase any fabric. I might make another trip down at some point. I think that they are part of the Yarn Along the Rockies Yarn Crawl, which is the next uh, yarny activity that I am thinking about doing, and that's in August. So I think I might just wait and uh, spend some time there then. So a um, couple more things about the store. They have a beautiful selection of yarn, lots of really um, unique and high-end yarns. They have their own yarn, which is called Heirloom. It's a beautiful, um, very rustic yarn. I, I stood with some in my hand for a while and thought about purchasing some, but I couldn't make a decision about how I would use it. So that's another thing that I decided to save for later. Um, they have lots of um, embroidery, very cute embroidery stuff. They have beautiful selections of fabric and great sewing patterns, including some that they design themselves, which is always kind of fun. And they have things like bag handles and closures. So if you're making yourself a purse, whether it's a knitted purse or a sewn handbag, um, they had all sorts of great handles and closures. They have some hand dyeing stuff. Um, they carry the Jacquard dyes, but then they also had today their own line, it looked like, of natural dyes. So things like um, indigo and, and stuff like that that you could buy and you could buy all the supplies to go along with it. They do carry roving and um, spinning wheels. I think they're a shacked dealer and um, they also have a beautiful selection of buttons. One thing that I noticed today that I had never noticed when I was in there before was they had this really clever um, 
system for holding all their circular needles that they had for sale. So they had them in like a library card catalog. So they have this really beautiful old piece of furniture and then it's labeled and you can find the different sizes of um, needle based on the needle size and then also based on the length. So that was fun. I spent a couple minutes just standing and opening and closing drawers on that and poking around. Um, so I had a couple of things in mind when I went in. I was looking for potentially some Quince & Company yarn. I, um, I hear people talk about that a lot, and that is not a yarn that I have a lot of experience with. Um, so I spent some time perusing that. I didn't find anything that I just had to have. So I... Um, I did not purchase any of that, but the other thing that was top of mind for me when I went in there today was Brooklyn Tweed. Uh, Wool People 9 came out this week, and I just love their patterns, and I love their work. And I've looked at the yarn there in person in the store a couple different times. I think they had it in their booth at Yarnfest as well. Um, and so I decided to buy some Brooklyn Tweed Shelter. Um, so this is the worsted weight loft is the fingering weight and it's, um, I'm just going to read what it says. It says shelter is an artisanal woolen spun yarn made from the fiber of Targi Columbia sheep grown in the American West. And, um, the color that I bought is thistle. I bought two skeins and I think that I will pick a Brooklyn tweed hat and try to make, um, a Brooklyn tweed pattern with it. I did find one today that was a, hat and cowl set. I'll have to link to which pattern it was because I don't recall off the top of my head. But um, that called for three skeins, so I thought, well, maybe I'll pick up another skein, especially if I go to this yarn along the Rockies thing. Then maybe maybe I'll start with a hat and then think about doing a cowl. I think it's scroll work is the pattern, and that was from Wool People 4. So that's a really, that's my top contender right now for how I'm going to use the yarn, and I'm excited to give it a try. It's definitely um, scratchier than um, than maybe I would normally go with, but I also know that a lot of times that blocks out, so I'll be interested to see how it feels once it's been knit and blocked and everything. But it's got a lot of um, variation in the color. The base is kind of a purple, and then within it here I can see some blue and some red. Um, so I really am excited to give this a try. And that was my major purchase while I was there. They did also have these cute new t-shirts. So I bought myself a t-shirt, um, which I was very excited about. And that was it. So I did spend probably 20 minutes in line outside the store and 20 minutes in line inside the store, but totally worth it. Great morning, you know, very, lots of great energy there in the store. Um, so I, I hadn't been down there in a while, and it was definitely a trip worth taking. The last segment that I was going to do today is actually coming up. So I really am struggling right now to not cast on all the things. Um, so there's a couple things that I'm looking at, patterns. Um, I, Brooklyn Tweed's Wool People 9 did come out this week, and there's always an abundance of beautiful things there. So um, it's it's hard not to want to cast them all on. But the one that I liked the most was the Element sweater. So that's a pullover with a cowl neck. And then it's got like a, a drawstring in the cowl, like a hoodie would have, but it's not a hoodie. Uh, that's a fingering weight sweater. And I have some fingering weight yarn that I just added to my stash that I'll talk about in a minute that uh, would be perfect 
The other one that I like is um, Jerry, and that's G-E-H-R-Y. Um, this is a V-neck pullover, fingering weight, very cute. Part of the reason that I uh, really like this pattern is because I know the designer lives in my hometown, and so that's very exciting. It's always cool when she has um, pieces in Wool People because uh, it just feels like, like someone you know, even though I've only talked to her on Ravelry. And then the last one that I liked was a, a pullover also, and this one was called Kodo. And this is a worsted weight pullover, and it's ribbed, but it's ribbed in a really interesting, um, the description talks about it being futuristic, um, but it's ribbed sort of horizontally, and um, I think it's really cute. So the one that they did here is in sort of a neutral color, I have a couple of great worsted weight yarns that I've been looking for a way to use. So that one might hit the needles at some point as well. Um, and then I do want to cast out a couple of hats with the new yarn I got today. And the last thing that I was sort of kicking around in my head last night was the idea for a fingering weight tank top. I have been stalking fingering weight tank top patterns for a little while on Ravelry and haven't quite found exactly what I want, but I, I had kind of a light bulb go off last night about an idea to just um, design one myself because I, I think I can picture exactly what I want. <laughs> and um, so I may give that a shot. I have some Madeline Tosh Dandelion from the Magnolia Society uh, Yarn Club in my stash. The color is Vintage Banana, which is a really pretty dark pink, and Dandelion is their base that has linen to it, so I think it would be a nice um, piece to add to my summer wardrobe, and um, I've been dying to use that yarn and haven't quite come up with the right project for it. So maybe more to come on that. Maybe that's a figment of my imagination, but we'll see what happens. And I skipped a section in my notes, so I'm going to go back um, and talk about actually stashed. I did add a couple things to my stash this week. I've already talked about the Brooklyn Tweed Shelter and the Malabrigo that I got today, but in addition to that, I got um, my Madeline Tosh Magnolia Society yarn shipment this week. And so the yarn club um, I talked about before is monthly through the summer, so I'll get a June, July, and August shipment of yarn. And um, the way that this club works, they had... Um, fashion inspiration for each of the choices. So it used to just be, well, I want jewel tones or I want neutrals or, uh, and they would send out an inspiration picture and it would be, um, it would be just uh, sort of an abstract photo. And now what they are doing is they are um, using fashion photos and you get to pick. So the picture for my group, which I picked um, Neo Hippie, um, the picture for that group is a, a woman in a beautiful tie-dye outfit, and it was greens and purples and blues. And I, it, That was the picture that I voted for, and I was really excited about it. So um, that came in the mail the other day. It's a, I think it's a BFL fingering, and again, I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, they do try to try out new bases and brand new colorways in the club, so it's kind of fun, and it's fun that's a surprise. Um, but the color is Jupiter, and I would describe it as, as a uh, green-leaning teal. So it's definitely a teal color, but much more the green than the blue. 
and it's got streaks of purple and blue and pink um, throughout it. And so it's really, really, really pretty. A little bit more muted than I would necessarily go with. Um, but I am pretty excited about it. So it's a variegated yarn. It is um, BFL light. And so it's a 100% blue face luster superwash. Um, and uh, I am thinking about casting on that element pullover from Brooklyn Tweed in this because I think the variegation would look really nice in such a simple design. Um, so I wound a skein of it last night and then I calmed myself down and um, did not cast on yet another project. But I'm kind of itching to get this one on my needles. I think it would be a lot of fun. I love fingering weight sweaters because, again, it's not always like super cold here. But if I do need a coat, then fingering weight sweaters fit better under my coat than a worsted weight sweater. So um, that was exciting. It's all, there's always a lot of anticipation. We are voting now for the um, the next round of colors. And once again, the color that I voted for, at least the last time I checked, was still winning the poll. I'm guessing they'll leave the poll up until about the first. They've been really great. Oh, yeah, they have them closed already. Um, so the, the picture that I picked um, was the picture that won. It's a woman in a gray tank top, and then she's got these great blue pants that make me feel like the beach like there's blues and whites and grays and dark blue and so we'll see what they do with the this inspiration photo but that was really fun and it's always nice when the, the picture that you like the best um comes out on top so i am super excited about that july will be a big month for me in terms of these clubs i do with madeline tosh because uh the last shipment of my uh, sweater club will come in July and that is also I think a BFL base and um, the colorway that I ordered for that is daffodil which is a yellow with some orange and so that's going to be exciting at some point in the month of July I'll have two sweater quantities worth of Madeline Tosh um, making its way to my house so so that was everything for today I wanted to just do a little bit of housekeeping here at the end um, I I intended when I started to just do this on a bi-weekly basis and I've been having so much fun that I have been putting out an episode every week but with the 4th of July holiday in the U.S. and some family that I have coming into town I don't anticipate that I will have time to record again until two weeks from now so my hope is that right around July the 14th um, I will drop another episode and then I do think it'll be two weeks after that one as well. So right around July 28th or so. Um, so probably that will mean that I'll have lots of exciting progress on some of these projects and maybe lots of finished objects to talk about then. But uh, in the meantime, thank you very much for listening today and thank you for hanging out with me. I do have um, some ways to get in touch with me if you're interested. I am Becky-Kelly on Ravelry. I have started a Ravelry group, and for those of you who have joined and been checking in there, thank you very, very much. It's very encouraging just to see that people have joined the group, um, and for those of you that have reached out to give me feedback, I appreciate that tremendously. I wanted to take a minute and specifically thank Knitter DLC, who is lovely and sends me a nice little comment every time I put a post up that I've dropped an episode, and that makes me super happy. So I also have a Facebook page started for the podcast. It's just Knit Actually Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, 
and that's just at Knit Actually Podcast. Really, the place that I'm the most active at the moment is Instagram, and I am just linking to Facebook and Twitter from there. So um, that's where you can find me, and I would love to hear from you, those who've left comments and things like that. Thank you again so much, and have a fantastic day.